It is the final hoedown throwdown of the season tonight against Nashville. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Balmasto, and thank you so much for hanging out with me and kicking off your week here uh, with Locked on Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NHL60 and use code NHL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Today, uh, we are going to be talking about what went wrong against Vancouver, what has to go right against Nashville, and what to watch for. Uh, but before we do that, please, please, please remember and make sure that you are subscribed to Lockdown Flames and uh, wherever you get your podcasts, but also on YouTube. I feel like it's a great place to have some conversations because, you know, why argue or have, try to have a dialogue with a podcast when you can have it in the comment section? Am I the only one that, like, not that, like, chimes in my commentary while listening to a podcast? I can't be. What went wrong? What went wrong Saturday night against Vancouver? Uh, number one, I would say going down. Two goals to none in the first period. You never want to see that. That's never a good way to start a game, especially when your season is like inching centimeters closer to like the finish line here. And it just, man, the first period, they just looked absolutely horrendous, right? Like they, they looked so unmotivated. They looked like they didn't want to be there. It looked like a Monday morning, everyone's back in the office after a long holiday weekend, and then, like, the second period got a little bit better, and you're just kind of like, okay, like, maybe they'll they'll do something, and then I don't know what it was. It was just a late game comeback, and my God, you know what? They scored two goals. I will say, I will give them credit for (laughs) scoring the two goals, and, you know, at least a fighting chance. I thought that, uh, you know, it it was a little difficult to watch uh, this team play the way that they did Um, that first and second period. Again, there were so many simple mistakes that could have been avoided, that could have been, that really just should have been non-existent. And we shouldn't even be talking about them because at this point in the season, your team should be a cohesive unit. We're not seeing that. Uh, there, There is something missing here, and I have a feeling it is coming from something else that just doesn't allow these teammates to click the way that, you know, we kind of saw last year. But there were just – the vibes were bad. I will just say that the vibes were bad. There were moments in that game where I was like, can they just, like, walk off the ice, pack up their stuff, and, like, not even come back for the next period because they don't – they do look like they don't want to be there. They look like the kids who whose parents like force them and like sign them up for after school activities to compete and they just like stand around and do nothing. And like it just it was very difficult to watch. And you know, I do think Markstrom 
struggled in that first period, but he did get it together for the rest of regulation. Again, ending your game in a shootout is simply a skills competition. Um, not always on the goaltender. I think it it can sometimes truly be luck. But the fact that this game didn't end in overtime is <laughs> is very frustrating. I it was some of the best overtime hockey I watched in a very long time. It was you these guys were playing for something. Like it looked like the Flames finally showed up and were like, oh my god, that's right, we have a game to play. It, it was like their spirits like came back into their bodies and they were like, oh my God, we have some mess to clean up. And they, they needed to win in regulation. They needed those two points to help them. And not even to help them, but to like truly keep them alive by the skin of their teeth. But at least a little, a little bit more skin than they have right now. Because, you know, it is truly a three horse race to the postseason. And do I think the Flames are going to get in? No, I don't. I, I, if they play the way that they played, if they play <laughs> tonight the way that they played against Vancouver, they're, they're not going anywhere. And <laughs> they are not going to, no. I, like, I, I don't want to get into it. I, I, I don't because we all saw and watched how that team performed. It was not a playoff team it was not a team that played like they want to be in the playoffs and I just think it's kind of you know a waste of everyone's time it's not it's not worth it um the guys look like they would much rather be out on a golf course or nowhere near each other nowhere near Calgary but again this is just my opinion and my uh analysis on the game things could things could be very different they might actually like each other I'm, I'm sure they like each other. We don't have to worry about that. But I just, it just gets me thinking, like, why can't this team, like, they very, they obviously like each other because they're going, they're doing, you know, Christmas together. They're having birthday parties together with Troy Stetcher and Andrew Mangiapane. Like, they are very clearly a bond, a team that bonds. And they like each other. <laughs> but it just, it doesn't translate on the ice. Um it doesn't, and you can see that they are so high strung. They are so just walking on eggshells. And we're going to talk more about, you know, what needs to go right tonight against uh, Vancouver, against Vancouver, against the uh, Nash, <clears throat> excuse me, Nashville Predators. But before we do that, I do want to remind you all that uh, baseball is back. <laughs> Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there is no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Um, is Aaron Judge going to hit another home run in the next game? Is Shohei Otani going to strike, have more than like nine strikeouts? Is Chris Sale going to get injured? Probably. Um, so don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown to sign up. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. 
And thanks everyone for hanging out with me. Uh, I, <laughs> whether this is your first time or you've been hanging out throughout the season, I appreciate it. And uh, if you could show a little love and uh, throw the show a five-star rating on Twitter, or not Twitter, sorry, Apple and Spotify, and leave a nice little review. It, it, it goes a long way, right? Um, <laughs> this is, again, one of those things where it feels so simple to say and so cliche to say and have to say, but with the flames, I feel like if it's not clearly drawn out and written and, like, there's no gray area, it is not it's just not there. <laughs> they just, they don't always pick up on those kind of what I would say are instinctual and natural second nature things when you're playing hockey, right? But you don't want to see what we saw on Saturday. We don't want that. If we see that, I'm shutting my TV off and I'll come back the final like five minutes of the third period because I am, no one should have to suffer <laughs> through that kind of hockey not just two games in a row, but like over the course, like multiple, multiple, multiple times over the course of a season, you know, stuff happens, but just this team just is walking on eggshells. They don't look comfortable and going up against one of the better teams, uh, or sorry, one of the hottest goaltenders in the league, uh, since the trade deadline, if not the hottest goalie since the trade deadline, uh, that's going to be a challenge. And you can't be you can't be in your head. You need to be thinking about the puck on your stick, your next move, and where that puck is coming from, and where you're going to release it. Because there, there are too many instances where this team does get caught up in their own head. And you know, I think we kind of saw that against Chicago last week uh, with Kadri just kind of standing there with the giveaway. It's like he just like forgot what to do next, or how to follow through with that next move. And that is very hard. Uh, <laughs> so again, fundamentals are just so important. And I will just always, always, always talk about that because, you know, you're you start off with anything, with the fundamentals, because it lays the foundation. It is the basics to the key of, like, it's a building block, right? And you really don't want to see this team go out there and get smoked again in the first period. You don't want to have to come from behind against this team. If they, if they lose tomorrow, I'm almost positive their playoff chances are done. Like there's no, there's no hope in that wild card spot, but the flames are absolutely missing something in this lineup. And it is the speed and talent <laughs> of Jacob Pelletier. I understand that, uh, you know, it's been, you know, three weeks now since he's been, he's been scratched for three weeks now. It, it's time to kind of, you know, look at what's happening here and how you can bolster your lineup without burning a year of a player's entry-level contract when you have no idea how they play together. Um, to me, putting Jacob Pelletier in on that fourth line would create more speed it, him and Walker Dewar have been doing great things for this lineup. I think that, uh, you know, Trevor Lewis has been great as well. And there's just, you know, obviously another part of that fourth line that just hasn't been doing well. And it's it's fairly obvious. I would say that the Preds want this more than the Flames. 
now, do I have any true knowledge? No, I don't know. But the way that the Flames played on Saturday goes and goes to show how little they actually want this because a team that's competing is going to go out there and play that full 60 plus minutes, right? You're not going to have build like just a buildup of mistakes. It doesn't bode well for you. That's just not how it works. And this, this team just struggles with, I would say with confidence. And is it those second intermission speeches from someone in the room that's carrying them? And, you know, is it something that the flames have needed all this time is like, is that truly what they need to get off of the ground? I I, I don't know. Um, I think that they really should be able to find it within themselves at this point. Uh, they should go out there and prove people wrong and prove their own doubts wrong. I think a lot of these players have been very hard on themselves this year and this season. I don't necessarily think it's because of, you know, one thing or another, but it's just, it's an instance where, you know, teams struggle. Players are going to struggle, especially team players with or teams with players who are coming into a, an entirely new environment uh, with new coaching, with a new system. You know, you're going to see just struggling. <laughs> that is very normal. And I lost, I honestly lost my train of thought, but the Flames just don't look like they want it. They don't. And they haven't looked like they've wanted it all season. It has been so frustrating to watch. And you know, this team, if there's one thing this team does well besides lose in overtime, it is, <laughs> it's just the fact that they spiral out of control after one mistake. You know, they, they look so uptight and stressed out in like carrying the puck down the ice or pl especially when they're, when the, when, uh, they're heading into uh, the offensive zone. But, like, when they're, like, scanning through the neutral zone and that puck is on their stick or they're doing – they're, you know, sending the puck across the ice to a teammate, they look scared crapless. And you can see – they look a little bit better when it's just dumped in. But it's just – it's not fun to watch. It's not fun, and I'm sure it's not really fun to play. But I can't sit here and stress enough that this team does not deserve to make the playoffs. And I think we all know that. They have not played like they deserve to win anything all season. All season. Do I think that they could have made it had they not lost to Vancouver? I don't know. Maybe. They had it in, in them to beat Winnipeg, but they couldn't couldn't beat the Canucks. I don't know. That I feel like that just speaks to their... If you're not able to beat the Canucks at this point in the season, I feel like you don't want anything besides a beer in your hand, the sand between your toes, and your phone on airplane mode. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to talk about uh, what to watch for and who to watch against the Nashville Predators. And thanks everyone for hanging out with me today. Uh, make sure you're following me on Twitter at JustBelmosto. You're looking for the fundamentals and you are hoping that everything is clicking on the right page at the right time because that's how you win a game. Yeah, luck kind of goes into it as well, but you really need to rely more on your skills and your players rather than like 
luck in the universe may be giving you a lucky bounce. You cannot stand there and hope that the puck defle like deflects off of the defenseman and goes in. Like you have to really hope that you not even just hope, but prove that you can compete. Like it's, it's not a matter of, Oh, I guess we can do that. You know, it would be nice to try this. Communicate with your line mates. Communicate. Talk to them while you're on the ice. Shout to each other. I know players do that. That is very obvious. And I just, I should not be able to feel the level of tension and the level of stress on the ice from my house across the country, across the continent. I should not be able to tell that, like, I don't know. Manjupani's like shaking as he carries the puck down the ice. Like he should, like, I, I shouldn't feel that, but I do. Everybody feels it. Are you kidding me? You, you're, if you're not feeling it, you're not watching the games. And it's not just like, I didn't mean to single out Manjupani. He's just the first player that came to mind. But like, there are just so many issues with this team that cannot be resolved <laughs> In games 81 and game 82. That's just, it's it's impossible. These are issues that should have been wired out or ironed out rather, you know, 40 games ago. If they were still, if they were occurring or still occurring, you know, like games 81 and 82 are not the time to like figure out what went wrong. You should have a clear, uh, just a, a blueprint. You should have like a file of everything that has gone wrong and what you've done to correct it and to make it go your way. This team has not done that. This team has not done, I shouldn't say they haven't done that because there, there have been moments where I'm like, oh my God, like good hockey, good job. And it lasts for a couple games and then we're right back to where we were. But there is just a, a level of strategy that has to go into this game against Nashville. You're going up against a team that obviously wants to win um <laughs> they want to win against the the team that is you know taking their potential wild card spot away from them and I'm looking right now yeah so they were they lost two nothing to the Jets yesterday and then they have the game against I don't know why I had my days mixed up I thought that they could potentially be playing tonight um but no like it's just so stressful and there has to be a strategy. Again, you're going up against a team that's hungry. A team that has one of the best goalies. Do you know what you don't have right now? A good goalie. <laughs> like, dude, I feel like I shouldn't have to break this down. But I feel like everyone, not everyone. I feel like there are people who are still missing the point. This team is struggling defensively. It is struggling offensively. There is no strategy to their game. You can't just shoot the puck 62 million times and, and still lose by two goals. Like you can't do that. You need to have real good scoring chances. You have to figure that out. And that is just something we are not seeing and have not seen from the flames. And yes, great. Corsi is a great stat. Looks good. I don't care. Can, can we maybe do something about our high danger chances next season? Like I know I'm not a coach, but I'm not, I'm not a genius. I don't pretend to be one on TV. I don't pretend to be one on here, but like, I feel like this is just a common sense thing. You need to have a little strategy and figure out the higher danger spots to shoot the puck and to 
score goals because what what wins? You have to have more goals than your opponent. So if they can do that, that'd be nice. Um, also, the Flames would be playing. <laughs> uh, if they did clinch this wild card spot, they would would be playing Vegas, which have historically been a problem for the Flames. And Bruce Cassidy could coach his way out of like a being held ransom. So you know, I I just I don't know if this <laughs> if this Flames team even wants it. Do do they want it? Do we want them to want it? Like, I feel like I'm having like a moral conflict here. Like, oh yeah, like I should, I should want the team that I cover to make the playoffs. You know, like it's a great time to be excited and energized. But then I watch, I watch what they're putting out on the ice, and I'm like, oh my god, make it stop! Like people pay money to watch this. People pay money, and I think it'll be a good game against the Preds. I do. Uh, there was a very you know, similar situation last year. Well, I mean, the Flames had already clinched the division, but it was Nashville fighting for that. I believe it was a second wild card spot and they needed to beat Nash or they needed to beat Calgary. And it felt like a playoff game. And you were hoping that these teams somehow would like align and meet for the playoffs. And it didn't happen. Um, I think that both teams are obviously hungry I think that the Flames kind of do want to go out and shut everyone, mainly their coach, up. Uh, I, it's so hard to watch, man. Like, going from last year's team that was so good to dropping off to what this is now, it, it is very hard to swallow. It's like when you are so used to your mom's, like, home-cooked meals and then, like, you move out for college, and then you're stuck eating dining hall food, and you're just like, well, I guess this is my new reality for the next four years. And this, regardless of when the season ends, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about this season and reevaluating kind of our predictions, our expectations, who you know, the winners and losers. I'm really looking at the acquisitions and extensions that were signed this year because who knows? You know, some of these are probably aging like milk already, but we still have time. We still have plenty of time on their contracts, that is, not in the season. So thank you everyone for hanging out with me today and kicking off your week here with Locked on Flames. And I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, stay subscribed to Locked on Flames, of course, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We are free 99 on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Audible, Odyssey, anything Stitcher. 